Happy holidays out there, podcasting world. My name is Indy Randawa, and with me is my lovely, festive, Christmassy host, Samantha Hees. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of I Love This, You Should Too. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm good. I'm festive. Jolly. Are you jolly? I'm very jolly. I don't think I'm jolly. I've reached extreme levels of jolliness. I need at least a little bit more chocolate before I'm officially jolly. We can fix that. Yeah, that's an easy thing to fix. That's an easy level to get. And we shall. Yes. Today we are going to continue our December trend of doing Christmas-themed movies. We are going to start off by giving you our top three Christmas picks, things that we always love to watch at this time of year. And then it will be my turn to pick a movie for Samantha, something that she's never seen before that I absolutely love. And it's going to be Christmassy as well. And then we'll be watching that for next week. So you ready to get into it? I'm so ready. Oh, if you're that ready, I think you should start us off. What is your number three pick for a festive holiday time? Charlie Brown Christmas. (gasps) You know what? Let's talk about our number threes together because my Uh, number three pick is a Charlie Brown Christmas. I love when we have the same one. Yeah. So it's such a cute story and it has such iconic music. Oh, the music is so good. The Charlie Brown Christmas movie and the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack are two of my favorite um, Christmas things. Um, And I think that that is so quintessentially Christmas to me. And I love it. Yeah, the music from the Vince Guaraldi trio is, it's fantastic. You can, I know it's a cartoon and everything, but you can just put on that music at any, like, upscale cocktail party you're doing this time of year, and it's really good. I used to work at a high-end children's shop, and we'd play that pretty much all of December. And it's one of those Christmas albums that you don't get sick of so easily. It doesn't grate on your nerves. It's just kind of subtle and there, but it Mm. sets the mood so nicely. It does. It and just makes me feel like Christmas when you hear it. All the Charlie Brown stuff ages so well. I think I was watching something quite recently. Or it I guess it was Great at, Pumpkin. at Halloween when we were watching Great Pumpkin. I still, I laugh out loud you did. at you the did. jokes. You really I think they're it. really smart, really clever. And it's funny, Charlie Brown has such a good way to tap into both like your nostalgia and youth. Because of course, they're all, all children. But it's very universal. Like this every man that just gets shit on all the time. It's so funny as an adult or as a kid. Yeah. I think you maybe uh, relate to different parts of it, but it's something that is quite universal. All that Charles Schultz stuff. Is, yeah. It's really good. And it ages so well, but definitely a good pick. I had it at my number two, but I think we'd, we slid it back for one so we could talk about so it together. So we could talk about it together, yeah. Do you have a favorite Peanuts character? Yes. Who? Lucy. I would have guessed it was going to be Lucy. What do you like about Lucy? She's sassy. Yeah. She's also kind of a kind of a dick. <laughs> it's funny as a kid I always like just like Snoopy cuz he's he's funny. He's the comedic relief. He Snoopy gets, is funny. He gets a lot of gags, but now as an adult I really appreciate Charlie Brown because he's oh, he's such a lovable loser. And he just always fails, but he just keeps coming back for more. He's always trying to kick that football. And you're like one day, Charlie Brown. One day. You feel like he's going to get it. You know he's going to get it someday. But no. But no. No. And isn't that isn't that appropriate? That's just life. That's life. It's dark. <laughs> it is. Charlie Brown is like, 
I don't want to say dark, but it's realist in a lot of ways yeah. because he fails so often, but it's so uplifting at the end. And yeah, sure, maybe it's schmaltzy and everything, but it's all very earned. Yes, yeah. I love it. So what is your number two pick? My number two pick is sugar cookies. The movie or just cookies? Just cookies. Oh. I thought it was just Christmas things. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> then I would have changed mine a little bit to me oh, like... Um, Christmas kitties? Sure, Christmas kitties or like sweaters, a Christmas tree, just like a literal Christmas tree I'm a big fan of. Santa. I like Santa a lot. <laughs> Uh, coziness, uh, coziness, snow, snow would probably be my number one, mm. but I just went with movies, but please tell me more about Christmas cookies. Um, sugar cookies, sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. It can be just like Christmas cookies too, but it's just like the act of baking and decorating and it's just such a, a ritual kind of thing that really makes it feel like Christmas. Definitely. I bake a lot every Christmas and that's just kind of, it's just part of it. Yeah. It's not Christmas just, without like, baking a bunch of cookies. You always have your baking day and like you just For... listen to some Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah. And you just like roll out that dough and yeah. I want a shirt that says roll out that dough. <laughs> okay. Also this year I'm hoping to get some sweet uh, cookie cutters mm-hmm. because I now know how to use a 3D printer and I've been working on stuff. So I'm going to print some. Oh, you're going to make? cookie yeah. oh that'll be cool some cookie cutters inspired by my number one pick but we're not there yet okay indy what's your number two pick my number two pick is die hard <laughs> i had a feeling that would be on this list <laughs> it was originally number three but we'll move it around die hard is a great movie it's one that's a little tough now because a lot of the things that i love about that movie seem typical and overdone but this was the movie that started all of it Because at the time, Bruce Willis, who, if you don't know, it's an action movie, Bruce Willis, it takes place on Christmas, and it's in LA. For some reason, people love to debate if it's a Christmas movie or not, and that makes them angry one way or another. There's literally a character wearing a Santa hat. And also, it doesn't matter. Like, if someone thinks it's a Christmas movie, yeah, let them watch it at Christmas. Yeah. Takes place at Christmas. He says, ho, ho, ho. There you go. Christmas movie. Yeah. But um, it's a Bruce Willis movie. And at the time, Bruce Willis was not an action star at all. So this was a huge departure. And it was so different from everything else because the action stars of the time were um, Sylvester Stallone. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, these big giant guys. And now you have this kind of like everyday guy. And it was a really unique take on it at the time. And also the way he's dealing with things was much more grounded in realism and his own humanity. He's not some superhuman type person. He's walking around, his feet are getting cut. He just wants to get out of there. He just wants to like make up with his wife, but then all of this stuff keeps happening. So I think that's what was really revolutionary about Die Hard is that it kind of took this giant action star thing and brought it down into the world of of like real everyday people. And plus you have... Uh, Snape playing Hans Gruber. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love Hans Gruber. He's Uh, one of my favorites. Snape. (laughs) It's still weird to see him in other roles after... Because I think I really first knew him as Snape. Right. See, to me, he's Hans Gruber. Oh, okay. So when I saw him, I was like, what's Hans Gruber doing in Harry Potter? I think the first time I started recognizing him as an actor was in the Harry Potter movie. Right. We're talking about Alan Rickman, who (laughs) Who we... not Snape or Hans Gruber. We complained about last time on uh, Love Actually. Yes, on the Love Actually podcast, yeah. But he did lots of good stuff. Um, But yeah, he's Snape to me. And it's weird to hear him not talk in that, like, 
Snape accent that he does because it's a very specific voice. And I always think that he should have a German accent. Yes, so. yeah. But yes, Die Hard is my number two pick. Whether you think it's a Christmas movie or not, watch it. It's just, it's a good movie. It's a good I can agree that it is a good movie. That was one of the ones where it was kind of before we had a podcast where every now and then, much less frequently, I would say like, you know what, we should watch this. I think you might like it. <laughs> and uh, Die Hard was one where we watched last Christmas. And I did like it. It was... Go quite good so much so that we said let's do a podcast where we do just this yeah was that the movie yeah maybe with that and like halloween right but anyways what is your number one christmas pick can you guess no home alone no it's not a movie oh it's not a movie is it media or is it just something you like to do something i like so that's that's so hard. Okay, what my... is one thing I like to do at Christmas? There's a lot of them. My number one is winter spice ales. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I deviated really far off. Yes. <laughs> um. So there are certain beers that are like spicy and taste warm and cozy and like one of them that it's not a spicy one but like the lion's winter ale from granville oh, lion's winter ale is just delicious magnificent and it's one that's not so crazy that if you're someone who just drinks what you consider regular beers like i don't want any fancy stuff just give me a regular beer this is one that maybe you can try and be like Oh, you can have a chocolatey beer, and yes, that's okay. It doesn't, um, it doesn't call your sexuality into question. You can just have it. I've had so many people be like, "Oh, you drink fruity beers? What's that?" And I was like, "Why are you so insecure in your sexuality that you think? Do you think a beer is going to change your sexuality? Because if so, like, you need to think about it." <laughs> Just like whatever you choose is okay, but if you think I don't think it was the beer. Yeah, if you think a beer is gonna do it, it's not the beer. It's not the beer. But either way, Lions Winter, very chocolatey so and delicious. Good. And I've had some really good spiced dark beers that are just like it's like a warm hug on a cold day. Oh, like the Grinch. That was a good one. The Grinch was that. a very good one. Um, Dirty Penguin. Dirty Penguin. Yeah. From <laughs> from both kinds brewing. From both kinds brewing, which was delicious and i look forward to having more soon indy what is your number one pick for christmas since i'm doing movies can you guess mine Mm. i think it's probably pretty obvious nightmare before christmas nightmare before (laughs) christmas yep (laughs) so the 1993 classic like this movie is good on just so so many levels but of course like everything you love at christmas has a very personal place in your heart And it came out when I was about nine-ish, I think nine or so. And um, I have watched it every Christmas Eve since. Well, I guess I didn't watch it when I was like 10, 11, because things wouldn't come out on video instantly back then. So, uh, but I've watched it for over 20 years. I watch it every Christmas Eve. And I end up watching it alone every Christmas Eve because... Oh, that's so sad. It is, but also it's like my thing now. It's like your little ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Always, still now and as a child, I stay up very late. So it would always be something that got pushed to the end. And then my parents would be like, oh, well, it's time for bed. Are you going to watch another movie now? So yeah, I have to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. So I would stay up later than my parents. Mom, I have to. It's something I do. And then... um, as I moved around and lived in other countries, maybe I'd have friends over and I'd say, oh, but I'm going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And they're like, oh, it's getting late. And 
other people would go to sleep, but I would always watch it by myself. Uh, last year, I said we're gonna watch this tonight, but Samantha likes to go a little likes to go to bed a little earlier than <laughs> I, I do. do. I do. So you went to sleep, and I watched Nightmare Before Christmas, and I wrap presents, and I do that every Christmas Eve. It's fantastic. You've seen it, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it. And I got you some cool Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at Disney World. That's true. Because it wasn't a Disney movie, right? It is. But when it first came out, it wasn't marketed as a Disney movie. <gasps> That's what it was. Yeah. It got successful afterwards. And then they started saying like, oh, yes, Disney's Nightmare Before yes. Christmas. And then now and, every Christmas, there's always new Christmas merch for Nightmare. Right. It's also branded as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. But he didn't direct it, actually. He's, the, of course, the creator. Right. And real, the real mind behind it but it's the movie that i've seen the most probably out of any movie except for maximum overdrive (laughs) but i watch it every year um it's a movie that i can say every word to Mm. like bring it on yeah like you and bring it it on yeah the music is just fantastic. It That's holds a good up score on its own too. too. Yeah, the songs are so good. It's all Danny Elfman mm-hmm. who did the uh, Edward Scissorhands that yes, we talked yeah. about before, and frequent Tim Burton collaborator. And I think it's just a great story, like so many of those good Tim Burton ones. A story about a misfit who's just trying to find their place in the world, and when they find it, it's it's just beautiful. It's a great movie. It's beautiful stylistically. The score, the soundtrack, the songs are all really good, too. The voice acting's great. Um, Chris Sarandon, mm. Danny Elfman does a singing voice, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, who you love, I know. I do love Catherine O'Hara. But yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. If somehow you haven't seen it by this point, go watch it. It's fantastic. Go, quick. No, ah, pause the podcast. No, wait, you have to listen to what we have to say first. Is it time? Do I get to find out what the next Christmas movie is? Yes. So for my Christmas pick, I'm picking something that I'm amazed that Samantha hasn't seen. At first, I was going to pick something that's a little less of a straight up Christmas movie. Or I was thinking of going into one of those Christmas horror movies or some kind of like sad Christmas movie. But in the end, after our talk about Holiday in the Wild, you were saying that you like something that is heartfelt and makes you feel good yes and my argument was like i want those things too but i just think that it can be done so much better yes you did say that so i wanted to show you that like this is the type of movie i'm talking about where it can be very heartfelt almost to the point of being like schmaltzy and sappy at some points but when it's earned it just feels like a such more of a complete movie experience so that is why we are going to be watching It's a Wonderful Life. Aww. So this is a movie that I know about, but don't, like, I've never seen it for some reason. What do you know about this movie? Isn't it about, like, a little boy? Keep going. And his family? And what happens to them? It's Christmas. <laughs> okay. So this is awesome because you have no idea what it's about because it's not about that. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life is from 1946. Yes. Is it black and white? It is. There's a colorized version out there, but I suggest for all of you watch the black and white one okay. because it wasn't shot in color. They colorized it after. Oh, yeah. That never looks quite right. No, it doesn't. And it looks it looks great in black and white. I think it's well, well shot. Uh, do you know James Stewart? 
No. So James Stewart is a great actor of the time. He was someone who, when I was a kid, I was like, why does everyone love this guy? But then I started watching things like It's a Wonderful Life and uh, Rear Window and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And I was like, oh, I get it. I guess I've been saying this phrase a lot on this Christmas episode, but he's like, he's the everyman, right? Right, He's yes. somebody that gets beaten down and is just resilient no matter what. So this is live action Charlie Brown? You know what? That's not, <laughs> that's not so far off. When you say that, it makes me draw a lot of parallels. Oh. Huh. And I'm seeing a lot of them now. Interesting. I look forward to seeing it then because I like Charlie Brown quite a bit. So it's Jimmy Stewart. It was directed by Frank Capra, who did a lot of works with uh, Jimmy Stewart. And he is kind of known as like the personification of the American dream, because both in the types of movies he made and him himself, he was like a poor guy from Italy, came to the United States and made a big. And he has some a lot of great work. But this movie is about a, a man who is down on his luck and it's Christmas time. And it's just kind of the, it's a real classic and basic story about when things are looking their worst, he's going to like find, find a way through things. And I kind of don't want to give away much more than that because how he finds his way okay. is probably something that you don't know if you, if you haven't seen it. But Is there ghosts? Maybe. <laughs> it's not a Christmas carol in ghosts like that, but it's not far off. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I'll stop guessing because I also just kind of, I want to be surprised. Yeah, if you kind of combine Christmas Carol and Charlie Brown Christmas, you get something close to It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, well, I look forward to that. Should we watch a trailer? Yeah, let's watch a trailer. Yes, it's wonderful news. For when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living. And above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you... So, what do you think? I'm excited to watch it. It looks fun. What do you think it's about after looking at that trailer? So, if you don't click on the link, I'll just let everyone there know. Um, it doesn't. This trailer is the original trailer and doesn't really tell you much. It just kind of more tells you who's in it. Yeah. That's how you sold movies then, I guess. True. Um, it looks like it's got like a family in it and a main guy. Yeah, but it doesn't really give you anything no, about the, the central that, plot. Like, yeah. there's no information on, like, who they are or who they are to each other or, like, anything, really. So I'm excited to see it, though. I'm glad that didn't give it away because I wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah, I was looking for a trailer to show you, and there was a 2012 re-release, and there's a bunch of trailers from then, and they seem both, like, homemade and they just tell the whole story so oh. i'm glad i didn't show you one of those i guess they just assume that everyone's seen it yeah yeah like if it's a re-release they're like look at this movie you used to love that's back and they're like oh it's 50 years old you've probably you've seen probably it. seen it except for me i'm the only one yeah i think it's old enough now that it's no longer like 
just a staple that everyone's seen it. Right. Because for our generation, it's probably like Home Alone. Everyone's seen Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Right. But It's a Wonderful Life is old enough that it's no longer like the Christmas movie. It's it's still one of the best known ones, I guess. Yes. I uh, I feel like, yeah, everyone's seen Home Alone. So, I feel like 20 years ago, everyone would have seen It's a Wonderful Life. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So remember in Titanic, you bet me a tasty cake that I would cry? Yes. And I did not cry. Yes. And I've yet to get my cake. Okay, I... Do you want to go... Double or nothing. Double or nothing that you will cry in It's a Wonderful Life. I cried at the end of MasterChef, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to... cry at the end of MasterChef? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that was pretty... Yeah, was with the confetti and the jumping and like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I will cry. But yes, I will make that bet for you. Okay, double or nothing that you uh, tear up at the end or at any part of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I think if you do, I'll be right there with you. Aww, (laughs) okay. (laughs) As long as I'm not crying alone. Don't cry alone. It's sad when you cry alone, but happy when you cry with someone? No, because that's like a funeral. (laughs) That's weird. Funerals, you cry with people. That's not happy. That's not happy, no. Either way. Go watch It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Yeah, I hope everyone out there, if you've seen it already, maybe rewatch it. Because I think it's something that maybe not everyone watches every year. Yeah, revisit it. Revisit it. Uh, I think it's still going to hold up for you if you think it's something great from your childhood. And if you've never seen it and you think like, "Ah, I know what it's about. It's an old movie and there's, I don't know, some angel or some sick kid or something like that. It's a Christmas movie. Watch it. Give it a chance. It's something that is going to age well because the things that are dealt with are not of a specific time. They're pretty universal. And it's just someone who's feeling like they don't matter. And I know it's pretty typical to say it, but like probably a lot of people feel like that at Christmas time. And this is a movie that I really think brings you up, but not saying like you have to matter by being a millionaire. You have to be a NBA all-star. I don't know why those are the two things I thought of. Millionaires and NBA all-stars? Yeah, but... It's the little things that matter. I think that's the, uh, maybe that's what It's a Wonderful Life is all about. So go check it out because we're going to be watching it and talking to you next week. Yes, and I'm very excited to discuss this movie and be even jollier. It's very late right now, but now I'm like, oh, let's just watch it right now. But I know Samantha has to go to sleep. I have to go to bed. Yeah. I have a very, like, strict bedtime <laughs> soon we'll and watch if it. i stay up past it i expire very quickly that's true i've seen it happen um okay well let's go plan a time to watch this movie yeah and everyone else watch it before next week we'll be back we'll be talking about it then to finish up our suite of five christmas episodes and then we'll be on to new stuff for the new year that makes sense Well, if you want to let us know what your top three Christmas things are. Yeah, please let me know, especially if it's movies, because I didn't think we're going. uh, Sorry. No, that's great. I liked it. I deviated really far. I always want to hear about Christmas movies that I haven't seen. True. That's that's always something good to know. You can add it to the large list of movies you already watched. Yeah. So you can send us your favorite Christmas things. I don't care if they're movies or not, but Indy wants movies. So yeah. 
Uh, you can tweet your favorite things at us at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. You can also find us there on Instagram. You can email us if you have like a lot of thoughts on your top three favorite things at I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and post it for everybody to see at I love this, you should too, dash podcast. There you go. I'm going to revise my list. I like snow presents festive feelings those are my top festive feelings actually presents probably aren't that high there no i like shopping i actually enjoy christmas shopping i we always have like one saturday or like a day where we go to the mall and just like have a christmas shopping day yeah i know everyone hates it but i think it's fun i can i can i couldn't do it a whole bunch but like one dedicated shopping day is totally i used to spend so much time because i'm the youngest of six kids and we used to like you buy presents for everyone including our parents and grandparents so many parents and it would be so many and it was a like a four month project to get all of them i'd have to start in like the summer yeah you'd have to be buying like almost all year and i used to often be traveling right before christmas so one person would get a gift from sweden the other person is from (laughs) germany and it was fun i i just like shopping I think it's like a good a good expression of friendship. I know everything's like, well, it's a materialism, but it's kind of fun to get something for someone that you know they'll like. Yeah. And then it's showing like, look, I know you. Yeah. I'm more of a like gift giver when I'm when I just like stumble across something that mm-hmm. like that person might like. And then I tend to struggle around the holidays because I'm like, oh, well, I've already given them like yeah, something. Because you already gave me a sweatshirt that has prints, uh, like a repeating print of uh, photos of cats wearing Santa, Santa hats. hats. It's I... awesome. Well, we will uh, see you next week when we discuss It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.